Welcome to the show about the journey of dealing with depression, mental health issues, and life challenges to living a better life, discovering true purpose and meaning, and experiencing more love, joy, freedom, and peace. In today's episode, I will talk about how to deal with depression and breaking it all down. Happy Thursday! It's almost end of the week, which means it's almost the weekend. And for some of you, that means you're going to get a break from work. Yay! Or unless you really love your work and you're actually sad that you're going to get a break. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's jump right into today's topic, which is how to deal with depression. Breaking down the tactics. Now, in last episode, I discussed what depression is, the different types of depression, and I briefly went over my experience and how I dealt with it. Today, I'm going to go over everything, and also I, I categorized everything because I felt the last one, it was a little um, overwhelming, maybe, too much information. So this time, I'm gonna orga- I organized it, and then I'm going to go much deeper into the process. So hopefully it'll be easier for you to apply it into your life. Now, to go on the journey of truly getting better, one thing I learned is you can't just work on one thing, one portion of your life. Um, There's everything, the mind, the body, the physical body, and the soul, they all need work. If you focus on just one part, um, you're still, or I found that I'm still kind of out of whack and it needs work in all, all three areas. So those are the three categories that I broke it into, mind, body, and soul. Okay, so the first category the mind. So the first thing I want to go over is self-awareness. Self Practicing self-awareness is incredibly crucial. So what exactly is self-awareness, right? So self-awareness is the ability to objectively evaluate and understand yourself. Also having an understanding of your personality and being able to identify things such as your strength, weaknesses, thoughts, beliefs, feelings, motivation, and emotions. Now you could start practicing self-awareness by creating a habit of asking why and pausing pausing because when let's say you react you feel something you get angry you get sad we have a tendency to have a knee-jerk reaction to strong emotions so instead of reacting right away and then getting lost into in, in that moment learn to take take a pause take a step back take a breath and then ask why. Start exploring what's going on within you. 
So if you notice you're getting angry, pause and ask, why am I so angry? If you get sad, same thing. Pause, take a step back and just ask yourself, why? Why am I feeling this way? Why, why is this thing impacting me so much? And then just keep asking yourself why. And the more you start to pause and ask why, you'll start to be able to dig deeper and understand where some of these emotions, knee-jerk reactions are coming or some, some of the things that you, you just tend to do where it's coming from. So here's an example. Um, so let's say your significant other is supposed to take you out to a nice dinner on Friday night. That's been the plan. Now Friday night comes around and the significant other forgets about it. And you notice that your knee-jerk reaction is anger. You get angry and you wanna, you start yelling at that person. Like, how could you forget? You promised me, you were the one who said this, it was your idea. I canceled all my plans just for this day and you know, on and on and on. And then a typical situation like that, then the other person feels defensive and then starts getting mad and it turns into this shouting match. So when things like that happen, you wanna pause and ask yourself, why am I so angry? I mean, when you really think about it, it's not like the end of the world that someone for, I mean, we always, right? As humans, we make mistakes, we forget things. That's just part of who we are, what we do. You know, we make mistakes. So you may learn that by asking, well, why am I so mad? Why am I so angry? You know, why am I bringing up like all these things and then yelling at this person that I, I love and care about? Why am I making this person feel so crappy for making this mistake? And then when you start asking why, you may notice, okay, well, I feel hurt. I feel pain. It's not, anger is what's coming out, but actually, I'm actually feeling hurt. And then you may ask why and be like, I'm, I'm actually feeling sad. I, I feel unseen, unheard. I feel unimportant. I feel forgotten. I feel unworthy. I feel unlovable. And so by asking why and just continue asking why, you'll start, in the beginning it may not, it may be a little challenging, but the more you do this to all your life experiences, you'll notice that you go deeper and deeper and deeper until you find the core reason of why you're reacting that way. 
So understanding why you do things, how, you, how you're actually truly feeling is part of this self-awareness practice. Many of us are conditioned to just react and some of our behaviors are something that we were taught as, as um, young children and it just becomes like a habit of, you know, if let's say if someone does you wrong, you know, your immediate reaction is to get angry and yell and try to make that person feel bad, you know, um, and that's typically a very conditioned uh, habit that we learn at a younger age. But as you start do, doing the self-awareness practice and understanding where it's coming from, you won't have to react that way. So self-awareness, understanding yourself, being able to evaluate yourself and identify your, pers your personality, why, why you do things, that's something to start practicing and this goes in hand in hand with some of the other things that I'll go over but I, I promise this is so crucial in um, getting better and I, I, I truly believe that you'll start seeing the benefits and I've seen it with other people that I've helped that this these kind of steps has really changed things for them so self-awareness is one now another one is gratitude journal gratitude journal you probably already know what that is it's just you need you get a book a journal and then you write every day things that you're grateful for I started off with every morning and every night I'd write three things that I'm grateful for and what sometimes happens with people which also happened to me is especially when you deal with clinical depression that comes and goes that sometimes it's like you can't think of anything to be grateful for or every day it just becomes very similar and or after maybe like 10 days you run out of things you're like I'm grateful for my pillow. I'm grateful for my sheets, you know. <clears throat> and then it starts to become like a chore. But what I learned with it is I went through that period where it felt like a chore and I, I would I would actually sometimes roll my eyes, like, oh my gosh, this is so lame. Like I don't know, like what else to be grateful for or some days I'm just like I'm not grateful for anything I mean life is terrible like how can I be grateful but what th what this practice does is it's actually training your brain to start focusing on good things so what I've noticed with myself is over time that my brain will naturally start gravitating towards positive things it takes time. It's not an overnight solution, but it truly made a significant difference in how my brain works. And it's something that I don't even control 
anymore. There was a time when I started the journey where I have to force myself to think grateful things, you know, positive things. But now even when I'm having bad moments, it's so easy to go there. So my recommendation is do what's easiest, best for you. There's journals out there made for this, so it has prompts to help you, or you could just get a blank notebook, which is what I did, just got a blank notebook morning and night. And to be honest, in the beginning, I was not doing it every day and I was not doing it every morning and night because I forget, you know, it, it took some time for it to become a habit, but I leave it by my bed. So as when first thing when I wake up, you know, three things, it, it takes a minute. And then before I go to bed, three things. Um, and like I was mentioning, when you run out of things, just just think of just the simple things. Like if you like being in the sun, you know, say I'm grateful for the sun, I'm grateful for the blue skies, I'm grateful for the clean air or or breathable air depending on where, you, where you're living. <clears throat> I'm grateful for, you know, being able to go out on a walk. I'm grateful for my friends, you know, I'm, gra I'm, gra I'm grateful for having a roof over my head. I'm grateful for being able to eat whatever I wanna eat. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for the weekend. Just anything you could think of, no matter how simple or silly it may seem and even when you have those moments where you, like me where you have like where you start rolling your eyes because you're like oh my gosh this is so silly this is like i have nothing to be grateful for just keep pushing through it um as i did this it became a more enjoyable process and something that i enjoyed to do and I do see a difference even now that my mind tends to gravitate towards positive or grateful things if I don't do this for a long period of time I notice the negative shift so then I start incorporating it and and now I I feel my mood shift like when I write that down and and also when you do this, you want to try your best, you know, even if, when you're feeling bad, just try your best and close your eyes and feel the gratitude. Let's say you had this delicious scoop of ice cream today and you could just close your eyes and recall that moment of putting that delicious sweet cold ice cream into your mouth and just say oh wow that was so delicious I'm so grateful that I could eat this delicious ice cream you know or you, know, you went outside and you felt the warm sun on your skin and it felt so good because the air so cold but the sun so warm close your eyes and imagine yourself feeling the sun and say oh I'm so grateful for the sun so try your best to 
bring yourself to that moment and feel the gratitude. Even if it's things like, you know, you're sitting in your bed and you have the, your fluffy pillow against your back and you say, oh, I'm so grateful for my pillow. Just close your eyes and feel the fluffy pillow. Yes, I know for some, it feels like, oh my gosh, that's, why would I be <laughs> grateful for that? But just practice that. And as you do it, eventually you'll really truly start to feel that gratefulness and you'll start to feel the shift. Now, the next one is daily affirmation. Daily affirmation can be anything that you want to make it. Uh, generally, I prefer to do it in the morning. And I also do this, um, I write this in my journal. Some people will look in the mirror and say it. I prefer writing it in my journal. So I, I will write things like, I am strong, I am smart, I am vibrant, I am full of energy, I am kind, I am loving. You know, whatever you can think of, just say, start with I am and finish with something positive. I went through a period where I couldn't think of anything positive, but what I did was I just made up stuff. Um, or I used words that felt a little bit more mm, like neutral, like it wasn't like, I am like strong, I don't know, I, that felt like too much for me sometimes. So, um, I, I like things like, I am kind, because, you know, I try to be kind. Um, or let's just say, yesterday I listened to one of my friend's problems, and I was there for that person. So, I'll say things like, I am understanding. Or, I help someone do something, and then I'll say, I am helpful. I'm responsible, you know, it, it could be anything, but you want to obviously keep it positive. So just I am with something positive, anything. And again, just even if you're not feeling up to it, just think of something and just create the habit because what we're trying to do with this daily affirmation and the gratitude practice is that again, we're trying to train the brain to think that way because as someone that deals with clinical depression, our mind is wired to go negative. You know, that's kind of our go-to and it's like our mind is so comfortable being there because it's just used to that and that's the default. So you want to start to train your body and brain to go in a positive direction and it takes time, practice, but keep doing it, keep pushing through it, and it'll help. And plus, these these two things, it doesn't take a lot of time. 
it doesn't cost money. I mean, you just need a pen and you could use any paper, scrap paper, notebook, or if you have a phone, you know, just put it into your phone, into your notes. Okay, so the next thing is um, relying on some resources, um, positive topic resources, such as books, YouTube, podcasts, things like that. And topics, anything that's around self-help, self-improvement, spirituality, um, productivity, and something that ideally, I would say nonfiction, and just consume that. Um, I've noticed with myself and other people that there are certain speakers and teachers out there that some people will resonate with and some people will not. So that's kind of going to be your journey of looking into these things and finding information, content, speakers that you resonate with and just consume that, put that in your brain, um, teach yourself new information based on this topic to expand your knowledge on it. So those are the four things I would say within the mind category that was hugely beneficial. So again, it was self-awareness, gratitude journal, daily affirmation, and positive resources. If you could incorporate that into your life to help your mind, it's been a tried and true process for me. And then a couple things I want to point out on topic of the mind that I briefly mentioned on the last episode is that as you practice self-awareness, pay attention to what the mind is doing and notice that most parts of the depression is worsened by what happens in the mind. It's the thoughts, the negative thoughts about yourself or the event or situation that makes the feeling worse. Meaning you have control over that. So remind yourself it's not permanent, it's temporary and the mind is making it worse. Learn to use the depression and not be used by it as well. Use depression as a creativity outlet. So there are scientific studies on the link between depression, mental issues, mood disorders, and creativity. One extremely famous artist would be Van Gogh. Start, so start to look at, if you can, depression as something 
that you can start to become the driver of obviously by practicing and putting you know effort into it it's not again like an overnight thing but the goal is that you control your life not your mind not your depression and when depression does come creeping in like it always does that you're going to use it as a tool and not be damaged by it not be defeated by it so if you are let's say into music making music or art or writing use that low time to start exploring areas that you usually wouldn't and take it out on the canvas or take it out on the piano or take it out on the paper or the computer writing use it to take help you take you to a different level of creativity also another thing i briefly discussed in the last episode is especially when it comes to situational depression i've learned that it's it can be something that opens my eyes or mind to something i didn't notice before and when i could tap into that the experience of whatever brought me in the depression actually can create an improvement afterwards so whatever external factor that put brings me down I start to explore that ask why am I feeling this way how did I get get to this point why am I allowing this external factor to take me down because I have no control over changing this external factor so when I recognize that I start to think like wow I'm totally out of control I mean I'm totally not in control of my life and I want to be in control of my life I want to be the driver I don't want to be the passenger I want to determine where I go what I do and what I feel I don't want other factors to determine that for me so use that time to practice self-awareness taking a step back evaluating exploring what's happening in your mind what you're feeling why the why's and to learn something from it generally it'll show you something that you you didn't know before or maybe you kind of knew but you you didn't really it wasn't clear to you but through the process it'll become clear and as you start to understand things better the future experiences will be a lot less severe or sometimes you may not even 
get there. Like, let's just say, for example, you have a history of getting extremely depressed when going through a breakup. But as you practice self-awareness, do your gratitude journal, daily affirmation, positive resources, and then learning from the experience rather than being taken down by it, you'll then be able to apply that for future breakup experiences. And you may not be depressed or devastated in future breakup, or it won't affect you the same way. And that's been my experience, is that if the external factor, a similar external factor repeats itself, it won't take me down as hard, or it won't even take me down at all. Or it's it lasts a lot shorter, you know, and again, it's if if I do get get to the low point, then it actually will the feeling of not wanting to feel like that anymore, and then will sometimes trigger almost like an anger and make me stronger because of the experience. So try to use it. And again, I know this is a lot. It might be overwhelming and it's not something you're gonna be able to, or I don't even advise you to like incorporate all of it today, tomorrow, immediately. It's gonna be like a step-by-step process. You wanna incorporate it slowly and then the benefit is going to be very gradual. It's not going to be you do it for a week and you're like, oh, yay. You know, um, these are things that is a part of my life. So it's just, especially if you deal with clinical depression, you know that it's an ongoing thing. So again, when you're dealing with an ongoing situation, we need to do combat it with ongoing uh, habits. All right, so this got long again, and we, all we did was cover the mind. So in the next episode, I will cover uh, body and soul. If you have questions, need any additional help, feel free to reach out to me so I could help um, break it down more or give you more examples or whatever way to help you incorporate these new habits. Thank you for listening. I hope you resonated with today's episode. And if you did, be sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss the upcoming episodes. Also, if you have a topic you would like covered, have any questions you would like answered, or want to share your story, be sure to send me an email or text using the link or information in the show notes.